The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. If you've been looking at the world around you recently, like I have, what you see isn't very encouraging. In fact, it can be downright depressing. As our ability to discover new ways to hate each other seems to increase, our ability to express that hate in devastating ways seems to grow as well. Governments are imploding. Today's generation is looking at a future of economic uncertainty and austerity. And the very foundations of civilization we used to take for granted are being demolished before our eyes and replaced with chaos and confusion. As we are increasingly confronted by what seems to be the end of the world, we desperately need the astonishing hope that comes from knowing what comes after the end of the world. And we'll share that life-changing hope with you on this edition of Tomorrow's World. Stay tuned. Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. My name is Wallace Smith and I'm glad you're here. Today's program is a delight to bring to you. It is frankly the hope of the world, an anchor of sanity in a world that increasingly seems to be going insane. But it will be a relatively short program. To go into the topic more deeply, we're offering today, free to every viewer around the world, a thorough reading resource that will cover these beautiful truths in a detailed way I simply won't have time for on the program. It's called The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? Be sure to keep an eye on the screen for information on how you can get a copy for yourself. Now let's start off by being brutally honest with each other. The world is coming apart. Now of course most of you watching this program are sitting in front of your television or with your laptop in your lap and you still have a sense of comfort. The lights are still on, there's still food in the refrigerator. At the same time, many of our viewers do not have such luxury and they're watching in very different conditions. We haven't forgotten about you and you're on our minds as well. But regardless of our personal circumstance, what do we see in the world around us? Religious violence is increasingly not limited to other places and other lands, but has laid victims dead in the streets of Paris, New York, London, San Bernardino, and of course, every day in the wake of ISIS rampage through the Middle East. Our movies and entertainment are becoming increasingly coarse, vulgar, and violent at levels that can rightly be called pornographic in their extremity. Our children's minds harbor images that adults of a few generations ago could scarcely even imagine. If it seems like the world is ending, well, that's because it is. Thousands of years in advance, the Bible detailed the end of the world as we know it. As the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. 
for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. If you don't see that world gathering around us right now like a storm cloud, you aren't looking at the horizon. And it will get worse before it gets better. But that's just it. It will get better. While mankind will come to the brink of destroying itself. In fact, it will seem to be running toward that brink and hanging there from its fingertips. Jesus Christ promises us that he will prevent us from committing planetary cosmicide. And more than that, when he comes to rescue us from ourselves, he is bringing an entirely new world with him. Indeed, after the end of the world comes the world we've always wanted. Actually, one better than what we have ever imagined the world could be. Jesus Christ will bring what the Bible calls the times of restoration of all things that the Apostle Peter says have been described by God through the mouths of all his holy prophets since the world began. Those times and that coming world brought by Jesus Christ to this earth and ruled over by the kingdom of God is indeed described in many places in your Bible in inspiring detail. The coming reign of Christ and the world He will create after the end of this world is the driving hope of true Christians. And no one should be robbed of the hope that information provides. In fact, it is the driving desire of Jesus Christ that those God is calling today before His return will be preparing now to help Him create that world after his return by practicing its beautiful laws and principles to the fullest extent they can in their own lives today. With this knowledge of what is to come, we can have real hope as we look around and see the things we do. You need that hope. We will take a whirlwind tour through a few elements of that inspiring world ahead of us on the rest of today's program, but we'll only have time for just a taste. If you would like to drink it in deeply, then you really need the resource we're giving away today free of charge, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? In this booklet, longtime evangelist Roderick C. Meredith mines the scriptures for details about the world just ahead of us that you have probably never noticed before. The hope of that coming world, ruled by the kingdom of God, is at the very heart of Jesus Christ's gospel, and it is a hope you and I need today like we never have before. The booklet really is free. No tricks or gimmicks. That's not how we roll. Just call, write, or click to get your own copy today. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now. 
1-800-236-0531. Or write to us at the address on your screen. Or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. And be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Welcome back. While the end of the world does seem to be on its way, right on schedule, just as Bible prophecy has long foretold, today on our program, we are looking at some much needed good news. There is a world to come after the end of the world, after Christ returns to this earth in glory and majesty. And there is so much to look at. I do hope you'll request our free booklet before our program is over, as it goes into so much more detail than we can today in the limited time we have. But for the sake of today's program, let's start at the beginning. What will make the next age, or the next world, tomorrow's world, so different? There is a reason Jesus Christ is called King of Kings, and He is coming back to literally rule the world. This fact is really crucial to understand. In Psalm 11 and verse 3, the warrior poet of Israel, King David, asks, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's a rhetorical question because if the foundations are destroyed, there is nothing the righteous can do. And Jesus Christ will not attempt to build a new world on the broken, rotten foundations of the old one. He will establish new foundations. Instead of a world built on the shaky, unpredictable foundations of mankind, our governments, our philosophies, our social agendas, frankly our greed and our selfishness and our rebellion against God, Jesus Christ will reign and He will establish a new foundation based on his character, his obedience to God, his love, and his outgoing concern for all. We're told of his return in Revelation 11 and verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. He truly will be the king of the world, but he will not rule alone. Revelation chapter 20 speaks of those who have struggled to overcome sin in this age who will rule alongside Jesus Christ in that age. In verse 4, the apostle John says that in his vision of that time, he saw thrones and that those who followed Christ in this age now resurrected and transformed, were given judgment and authority. Verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a 
thousand years. This is not a metaphor. When asked directly by Peter what he and the rest of the twelve disciples would receive for leaving everything they have and following him, Jesus Christ told him directly, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. As many places in the Bible teach, in the age to come, those who have followed Jesus today will have, under Christ, dynamic power and real authority over the nations as kings and priests with Him. They will have been transformed and glorified, made a part of the very family of God, shining like the stars of heaven and sitting on thrones alongside Jesus Christ, ready to help Him transform this world with God's laws of love, mercy, and righteousness. And to ensure the new world begins on new foundations, the great deceiver of mankind, Satan the devil, will be banished from the very beginning. As the Apostle John saw in vision recorded in Revelation, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. Yes, the Bible declares plainly that Satan the devil is the ruler of this world and the God of this age. But that world and that age will be at an end. A new world will be beginning, and it will not be built on the demonic foundations of the old one. For a thousand years, Satan, the prince of the power of the air, will be locked away. His continual broadcast of attitudes of murderous hatred, racism, lust, envy, strife, brutality, competition, and selfishness will cease. The new world will begin with utterly new foundations, new rulers, and a new way of life. What difference will it make? It will make all the difference, as we will see. But before we continue, let me give you another quick opportunity to request our special offer this week, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? This unique resource will give detailed answers to questions such as, what will really happen at the return of Jesus Christ? How will the kingdom of God be organized? How will the earth be changed? And more. You need more than wishful thinking. You need detailed hope rooted in the truth of God's word. Call, write, or click for your own personal copy today. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. Welcome back. In our last segment, we described the changes that will take place at the foundation of this new world. 
No more will humanity suffer at the hands of selfish, corrupted rulers, nor at the hands of the father of lies, Satan the devil. Jesus Christ himself will rule with divine authority, with the resurrected, glorified children of God by his side. With these new foundations, what sort of world will Christ build? In one word, miraculous. In our world, the terrors and brutality of war have left many lame, crippled, and broken. And the degeneration of our bodies in this sinful world that we have crafted for ourselves has brought disease, calamity, and suffering to the human race. In our ignorance and pride, we've sought to solve our problems our own ways without God's guidance and help. The results have been warfare, devastated ecosystems, food with substance but no nutrition, and diseases that are no longer responding to our cures. But Christ and His glorified family will bring an end to that. For one thing, they will repair the damage of the past. Jesus Christ and His saints will remove the accumulated ravages of war, disease, and illness from mankind. The book of Isaiah paints a beautiful picture of this time ahead of us in chapter 35, verses 5 and 6. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. No more blindness, no more illness, no more paralysis, a world of health and vitality. Do you know someone that you long to see walk and dance and sing in that world? You need to know and deeply believe that that world is coming. But the reigning family of God will do so much more than repair the damage of the past. They will actively teach a better way forward. The great statue at the United Nations of a man beating his sword into a plowshare, as described in Isaiah 2:4, will no longer be a self-mocking symbol of man's impotence at achieving real peace, because the King of Kings will make peace real and will teach mankind the way of peace. Read that passage beginning in verse 3. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us His ways, and we shall walk in His paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. There is a reason those living in the millennium will call His name Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Those living in that time who are impacted by these blessings will long to learn more. In fact, look at what Zechariah 8.23 tells us. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days ten men from every language of the nations shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you 
for we have heard that God is with you. The resulting worldwide peace will mean our streets are safe again. Verses 4 and 5 of the same chapter tell us, Old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand, because of great age. The streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. No more bars on windows. No more parts of town where children live in fear. No more parents worried about possible predators living in their neighborhood. As God Himself says in verse 6, If it is marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days, will it also be marvelous in my eyes? He Himself longs to bring these beautiful days to our planet, and He will. They represent the hope of His own heart for the world, and it is a hope He wants to ignite in your heart as well. You need the details of that world coming after this one. Let me give you one more opportunity to request today's beautiful resource, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? The best way to find the encouragement we all need in the days we are living in now is to grow a vision of the days God longs to bring to us then. In fact, with that vision in place, we can do so much more than just wait for that world. We can begin preparing for it and beginning to taste the goodness of it today. Like everything we have, this information is completely free. Whether you need to call, write, or reach out online at tomorrowsworld.org, just do it now and get your copy today. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now. 1-800-236-0531 or write to us at the address on your screen or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. And be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Welcome back. We've been discussing the changed lives that will occur in the world that's coming after the end of this one. But not just lives will be changed. The very planet around us will be transformed. God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ will heal the land and teach the peoples of the earth how to farm the land and care for the earth as only the Creator of that earth could know. We read of a world renovated and refreshed in Isaiah 35. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. Passages such as Amos 9 tell us that the harvest will be so plentiful and rich 
that there will barely be time to get it all in before it's time to sow again. A world of abundant, healthy food and with hunger eliminated forever. Part of how Jesus Christ will spread the word of what His way of life brings will be His institution of His holy days on a worldwide scale. For instance, Zechariah 14 paints a picture of the nations of the world coming to Jerusalem year after year to keep God's Feast of Tabernacles. And when those nations do come to Jerusalem, they will marvel at what they see the deeper they travel into a land ruled directly by the ever-living one. They will see people at peace, enjoying plenty with children playing safely in the streets. They will see joy on the faces of everyone learning to live by the beautiful laws of God. They'll experience the harvest in the rejuvenated Holy Land where God's laws of agriculture have been implemented to astonishing results. And they will want those things for their own lands as well. They'll want to be taught. They'll want the Lordship of their loving Messiah for their own peoples. And it will be fulfilled just as Isaiah 9, 7 describes. Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Can you picture in your mind millions of people from every culture and nation on earth traveling to Jerusalem, the future headquarters of the world, with rejoicing and a passionate desire to learn, for their very Creator will personally dwell there on earth, as we read in Ezekiel 43 and verse 7. There he says of Jerusalem, This is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet. How astonishing! Jesus Christ, the glorified Creator, will not reside in heaven during that time, but here on earth in the very midst of His creation, visible, accessible, and real. And tomorrow's world, the world He and His saints will create on earth, will not just be a joy for the peoples of the world. It will be a source of deep joy for the Creator Himself. As we read in Zephaniah 3, verses 16 and 17, In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, do not fear, Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Yes, the Creator of all things, the King of kings, the Lion of Judah, and the Lamb of God, will transform this world in beautiful and marvelous ways we've barely begun to discuss today. Don't settle for vague speculation about what things will be like when Christ returns. You need to know the truth, and it will fill you with a wonder and hope for the future that will impact your life today as you taste the good Word of God and the powers of the age to come. Please get today's free booklet. Let a vision of tomorrow's world 
move you to transform your world and the world of your family today. And please join us again next week, right here or online anytime. Richard Ames, Gerald Weston, and I will be here continuing to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ, the good news of His coming kingdom, and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. Take care, and we'll see you here next time. To take advantage of today's free offer or view today's program now or anytime, go to tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.